and welcome to the Fleet Geeks podcast. We're here to help develop fleet and transport professionals. Do you want to progress and develop your skills and knowledge? We promise to bring lively conversation and debate around interesting issues and keep you bang up to date with changes in our awesome industry. The Fleet Geeks are a community of professionals and if you enjoy the podcast, why not join the discussion for free in the Fleet Geek community over on Facebook. So the red light is rolling. Uh, welcome to a Fleet Geeks podcast and a big welcome to John Bagley, who is the founder of Compass Transport Solutions. What a legend as well, John is. How are you doing, John? I'm not bad about yourself. Yeah, I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm really good. Really, really good. It's Friday. It's as we record this, this this will time the podcast well, but it's a bank holiday weekend, mate, isn't it, coming up? Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah, just end of end of August bank holiday as we as we record this. This will be coming out in September time when we restart. Um, I like to have a little bit of downtime from the podcast, build up a little bit of anticipation. What's what's the podcast going to do next? That kind of thing. So um, yeah, yeah, we've got a couple lined up, and this one will come out in September, John. So um, you're a bit of a listener of the podcast, is that right? Yeah, um, I've been, I've been listening once I sort of stumbled upon it. Um, Ended up going back through all the, the back library and then I sort of eagerly anticipate that that notification coming through each week that says there's a new show. There's a new show. Oh. So I, I must say I've missed I've missed it this month. Oh, I appreciate that. Do you know what? People on YouTube will have spotted that little smile that that gave me because I absolutely love it. I had an awesome message. Right. We, we'll introduce you in a moment, John. I'm just going to waffle for a little bit. But I uh, I got a lovely message on Instagram the other day from a guy called and hopefully he's listening so he can hear this but it did make me smile oh, how do i find my messages on here i'm useless with instagram look at me trying to find it um <laughs> oh no how do i find my messages oh no i'm on the spot here that should be in the top corner i love you that should be in the top ah uh, there we go yeah it's a little envelope isn't it here we go jevon i hope i've pronounced that correctly said about how much he loves the podcast he's an hgv technician and he's looking forward to doing his transport cpc at some point in the future and um he said about how he cringed when i was talking about a fitter and uh because obviously he's been to college he's a technician that kind of thing and um yeah so uh yeah it's nice uh it's nice to get a nice message it always makes me feel warm when people say they enjoy the podcast so it's always good mate and anyway so people are going to be avidly listening john and they're going to want to know who John Bagley is. So, and it's always interesting to ask people who they are because they'll always start with their role or what have you. But John, yeah. who are you? So I'm a, um, I'm a bit of a fleet nut. I'm a little bit of a, I'll say, I'll say to anybody that listens, I've, I've been in the industry for 30 years and probably looking at me and thinking, hang on a minute, you, you don't look it. Um, but I was, I was born into the transport industry, even down to my nan. Even my nan was a driver, so sort of third generation. I've lived and breathed it. Um, nice. Ever since I could walk and talk, I wanted to be involved within the industry. Initially, it was a driver, and then I sort of realised I did my my transport manager CPC and absolutely found this this love for the compliance side of things as well, and all things all things trucks, um, which then led to me sort of starting starting compass as well um cool. and yeah see where we can go nice mate and you've got like you've got a lot of experience haven't you so you've been doing your transport manager but you've also been 
Um, what, what, what's your title at GMI? What, what have you been so doing there? At GMI, um, head of operations slash transport manager there. We, Amazon contract, we started three years ago and I've had the experience sort of managing up to at any one time 60 vans um, and 100 plus drivers. So I've got a vast experience with, with different types of fleet as well. Um, and then obviously the, the haulage side of things. So okay, yeah, so sort of live and breathe brief compliance really yeah really good mate really good and uh whereabouts whereabouts in the world are you based john for people listening? so i live halifax and do a lot of my work in leeds and i'm the type of person i tend to where i can i'll go and work from a starbucks or something because mm -hmm. i just absolutely love the, the atmosphere of just sitting there on my laptop and just getting on my own work in a bit of a busy environment as well but nice, yeah, living, so living used to used to that busy transport office, mate. Used to that yeah. busy transport office, all right? Yeah, oh, cool, mate. And uh, um, so tell us a bit of what what do you do? What do you do when you're not working on transport? What do you do when you're at home? What's uh, you know what what do you do when you're so, out of work? A uh, couple of kids. Um, eldest daughter, uh, she's she's four. Um, son's two. Um, generally, give pony rides and and have the kids the kids hanging off me. Um, when we're not working or, or I'm, out, I'm out on the motorbike as well. I've got a love for all things transport. So from from nice. two wheels all the way up to eight plus, I've got a love for all things transport. <laughs> oh, I love it, mate. Fair play. And um, okay, cool. So uh, you've got a motorbike as well. What sort of motorbike you got? Um, at the minute, uh, BMW GS. So a bit of a bit of an adventure bike, uh, all the luggage and all the rest of it. So oh, I'm hoping... Oh. I'm going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Is, it, is that is that is that a good bike? It it's good for what it does, yeah. It's good for what it okay. does. Um, and how many yeah. how many CCs is it, John? Uh, Twelve hundred. Wow, that's and that's uh, that's a big that's a big engine, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a good sort of one point two liter engine. That's uh, yeah on, on a a one point two liter engine on a crotch rocket. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, I suppose the good thing is. <laughs> Surprisingly, I, I spend my life as a as I'm riding, especially especially sort of filtering through motorway. I'm I'm more looking at what everybody else is doing, and a, a scary amount of people on the phones are distracted while they're driving. So doesn't it, it gives me doesn't that. the yeah I was gonna say doesn't the safety issues of being a vulnerable how, like obviously as a an experienced vulnerable road user yourself, how does uh, how does it make you feel when you're out there on the roads? It's it, it's sort of it's crazy it's frustrating, but at the same time you you sort of learn to. You deal with them frustrations. The last thing you can do is, is be frustrated while you're riding or driving along. It comes with its all sort of risks and it and its own risks as well, doesn't it? So yeah, it's just that. one of them. Uh, a little shake of the head and and away we go. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, for the listeners, John and I have known each other probably, I reckon, a couple of years now, isn't it? Since yeah. certainly you are one of the one of the founding members of the Fleet Geek Peer to Peer Group, and John's been involved with that. And some of you listening will recognise John from hosting the networking for Fleet Geeks as well. You uh, you do stand in and do a grand job for us, don't you, mate? So um, yeah. that's much appreciated. But the reason for the spotlight today is that I, I wanted to spotlight John because he's had he's really invested. You've really invested in yourself, mate, over the past sort of couple of years that I've known you. And I'm I'm dead, dead proud of you, really, for, for sort of taking the jump and, and sort of making all that investment. I'm just interested to really hear about what impact that's making on your life. So 
give us a bit of a rundown over the last two years what what stuff have you been investing in in yourself so i think i think going back last last two years one of the first things that i sort of i had all this this plan this map out in my head of i want to do this i want to do that and and make something something work um i had this vision but i didn't know exactly what it was um so then towards the beginning of this year i'd always wanted to do my class one it was always going to be a, a natural thing so beginning of this year i did my I did my class one, um, took the jump with that, did that, and then essentially completed my license as well. I've got every category from from bike, bus, car, and now my class one. So I've got all of the, the categories now, which was a sort of a goal as well. I sort of told myself before I was 30, I wanted to fulfill my license, and I did it just mm-hmm. after. Um, so how, how old are you, John? I'm 30. I'm 30 now. I'm 31 in October. Wow. Look at that. That's impressive. Yeah. I didn't realise you were as young as that. You're such a whippersnapper, yeah. mate. No, no, the grey hairs don't say much like, but um <laughs> so yeah, from from doing my class one, it's sort of I always wanted to to look at getting into the into the training side of things as well. Um and I, I sort of spoke to you a, a while back, a good twelve months ago, about teaching driver CPC, um and and how I sort of went about it. And then Working family commitments, that idea got put on the back burner until obviously the consortium come about, and we we sort of spoke about that. And I was I was right up for that. Couldn't wait for that to be to be started in in August. Um, so invested in the in the two days driver CPC consortium as well, which gave me that other angle as well as of a driving my transport manager side of things and the compliance. It gave me that that other angle where I could actually I want to teach CPC, but also educate and and give something back to a lot of drivers um so with that then sort of i'm like a dog with a bone sometimes i'm not always fulfilled with where i'm at so i was like right what can i do next um so i managed to get onto an iso 9001 course as well which would wow mate. enable me to to deliver some audits as well yeah Mate, it's like uh, it's like a whirlwind tour of John Bagley's personal development, yeah. mate. I'm I'm dead proud of you, mate. So obviously you. you joined the peer to peer group a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks, a couple of years. Literally, it was launched sort of. I think it's thick end of eighteen months ago, and um, yeah. you know been been involved with that. And um, so let's sort of sort of talk our way through it. So, so with the peer to peer group, how have you found that? What is um, you know, tell me about your experience with the peer-to-peer group and how you found that, how that's benefited you. In, in, incredibly, really. The biggest thing that I've got from that peer-to-peer group is confidence. These, that confidence to to ask the questions, um, you know, to potentially go to a, a maintenance provider and ask questions that need asking, um, to be able to manage an operation as well in terms of transport, but also the, the sort of HR aspects of it as well. Uh, picked up an awful lot and I suppose the biggest benefit is being able to help other people as well obviously in the peer-to-peer we all sort of we all chip in and and help each other come to that that resolution for instance one of the members we all help them with his public inquiry you know and and sort of not not so much prep for that but we help them and give them a little bit of confidence and support and the biggest thing for me is he's helping other people is one of the the main things why why you enjoy it so much as well 
I think that's the, the value of the peer-to-peer group because it gives you a really warm feeling, doesn't it? Because the, the, the beauty of like peer, peer learning, which I think hopefully listeners will take away, that the, the real value or the, the beautiful thing about it is that you go, people will go for self-interest, right? So people, people will sign up for self-interest, but actually you get a lot more than that because you get this like really warm feeling where actually you've really supported someone else as well. So it's like, it's such a community feel because, and the beauty of it is, is you learn vicariously by other people's challenges. So for example, when you're talking about one of the other members who was going for a public inquiry, and we really done a deep dive into how to prepare for it, what to do, and everyone had a bit of an input on it, and everyone will have learned from everyone else's points of view. The fact was, was you wouldn't have been preparing for that PI, but actually, it's like, you know what to do now, because you've learned, you've learned sort of, yeah, yeah, by experiencing how that's gone into the step-by-step process so you can kind of i think it like amplifies your learning doesn't it i think is the the right way to put it yeah. it just sort of helps helps grow that yeah definitely and and i suppose naturally a transport manager and certainly an external transport manager it's it's an isolated role so to be able to wake up at maybe five six o'clock and see see a message in a whatsapp group from another member asking about a tire and be able to support them at, at whatever time they're not feeling isolated as well in in what is predominantly an isolated role so you've yeah, been able to give advice i suppose and know that you can get advice when needed as well yeah i think that's um that's a that's a that's a really valuable thing as well so cool okay and then tell me a bit about how you found because this is all kind of leading up to where you've got to now isn't it so yeah. tell me a bit about so we spoke a couple of times and I let you take the reins. I let you take the reins. Look at that language. Shocking. But you, like you were keen to sort of get involved with the networking. So you're coming along and there was a few times that I wasn't able to host it. And I knew that you'd do a great job of it. And you started to know the people in the networking group. So obviously we host the networking on a, on a Saturday once a month. And then again on the last Wednesday of the month. So tell me, tell me how that experience has helped you as well. Tell me about, the what you get from the networking group i think the main thing i got from that was me knowing and, and knowing myself that i'm actually i'm capable of of hosting a, a zoom call with with up to 15 people etc on that call and and engagement as well and also sort of ask them probing questions into somebody else's challenges and and by the end of sort of the first time I did it, I was like, oh, it's an hour, it's a long time. And I was sort of looking at looking at the clock as you do. But by the end of it, I didn't want it to finish. Um, and now I sit there and think, look, an hour's not long enough. Hence us, hence us doing two in a month instead of the one. Um, mm-hmm. So we created a WhatsApp group out of that as well. So again, the, the networking guys have got a little bit of a, a support instead of thinking, oh, I need to wait two or three weeks for the next call. Um, by the time that you've waited two or three weeks, that problem might have needed dealing with. So I think from that, it's it's that ability and me knowing as well that I can I can host stuff like that, but also support people, support other transport managers, and and support a networking area for people in in roles and fleet professionals as such. Yeah, awesome, mate. It's um. I love uh, I love the networking group because it's so diverse, isn't it? As well, and um, it's quite a challenging role to host it because when you've got like 
10, 15 people on a call and you've only got an hour, you've got to try and manage. So there'll be some people who will be very quiet. And if you don't draw them out, they might not get involved and get as much value. And then the other challenge is, is that you'll have plenty in our industry who are quite happy to sort of potentially not dominate the conversation, but dominate the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other, I think they sort of, a lot of people are very enthusiastic, aren't they? So, you know, they want to share in an hour is not a long time. So you've got to try and keep it fair and keep the conversation yeah. flowing and that kind of thing. So, mate, hat off to you, mate, because I find when I do it, I and I've been doing this stuff for years and years and years, I find it knackering. I find it like it is hard work, particularly online. I think when you do it, when you do it in person and when you host something like that in person, it's a bit like hosting a classroom training session. It's a lot easier or less, not easier, but less tiring because you've got like the body language element. So as people are speaking, you can tell when they're naturally going to be finishing and those kinds of things. Whereas online, it can be you have to be really sort of aware and on your guard and um, you're kind of watching people and you can see. You know, when you're in person, you can see if people are getting a bit agitated or, you know, if they feel like they're ready to talk and you might miss that online. And it's, yeah. uh, you know, you have to be you have to be super aware, don't you? So yeah. all of that sort of bundled up. And then so since then, you've gone and done your class one as well. So um, how did that go? Did you did you sort of enjoy the training process of it? And have, you, think, much, yeah. have you done much driving whilst you've been doing it? I've done. I've managed to sort of squeeze in bits and bobs um, the little saturday here or a, a sort of sunday there obviously we keep it keep it within the within the regulations and the law as well with working hours so making sure that you know if any if i thought oh i fancy going out this weekend i'd take a day off during the week um and stuff like that and i've, I've really enjoyed it and it's given me a different point of view from i can sort of understand as a as a transport manager a lot of drivers oh you don't know what you're talking about well before I, before I did my class one, I knew what I was talking about, but now it gives me that that little bit more weight with with drivers and dealing with conversations with drivers. And I can see some some of their challenges from their point of view and, and how it can be fixed as well. Yeah, so it, I think giving me that other angle. Yeah, having that having that empathy for of like knowing what it feels like to be in their shoes and uh yeah, to talk about that will really sort of help, won't it? So so then you've gone and done the train the, the train the trainer um cpc with the you did it with us for the flagship consortium so you're one of the one of the founding batches of uh one of the founding members of the flagship partners consortium for the driver cpc training so tell me a bit about tell me how, how's that gone how's um you know the the two days what was that like two the two the two days was great and and i feel like with the group that we was we was with as well we had one of the other peer-to-peer members with us, um, which was good to meet him in person. And then two other really experienced experienced transport managers and, and professionals. So we had um, a lot of a lot of experience in the room and then obviously being being delivered by by Mike as well. Took an awful lot away from from that. And I come away with it, different point of view on on teaching. A lot a lot of skills picked up over in two days and could not wait to get my get my teeth into it as well. Um, so I come away with sort of jumping at the bit then and thinking this is something that I want to be doing as well. 
Hello, it's Sharni from Flagship Partners. We are really proud to sponsor the Fleet Geeks podcast. If you need expert advice or training for your fleet business, make Flagship Partners your first choice. We are really excited to announce the launch of our Transport Manager Academy with expert development for fleet leaders. We offer fully accredited initial Transport Manager CPC training, CPC refresher and operator license awareness training, as well as mentoring, support and professional development beyond the qualification. Our vision is to develop elite fleet professionals. Which yeah, it's really, really good to get that clarity of what it is that you're wanting to do, isn't it? And um, yeah, and, and uh, for, for somebody that for somebody that wasn't the biggest fan of school um, and could not wait to leave school to to then end up in a bit of a teaching position myself, gives me a lot of respect for all teachers in general, but also. I surprised myself a little bit as well. Yeah, I went. Uh, funny story. I went to. Um, so one of the one of the voluntary things I do is uh, I, I work as an enterprise advisor for a local college called Stangground, and um, part of that role is to sort of link the college and their people with local business contacts and work experience and uh, apprenticeships and those kinds of things. So it's a really rewarding bit of voluntary work that I do. Um, and they asked me, um, they wanted to do a, a, like a small session on entrepreneurship and personal branding. So I've helped, I've helped the, the lady who does the careers. We've launched a careers podcast for them because I've sort of used the knowledge that I got from this. She said, Oh, I'd love you to do, you know, personal branding is a really big thing for these year 12 students. Can you come in and do a bit of a chat with them? And I spent, I spent like, an hour which ended up being about 50 minutes because you got five minutes in and five minutes out at the end but about 50 minutes on about three or four different sessions um with these students and you know what it was the hardest group of you know people not because they were hard but just i found it really challenging because with adult training a lot of the time people are there because they they have chosen to be there or um you know because they're they're wanting to learn and develop but actually dealing with dealing with young people is really really challenging and they say some they ask some really challenging stuff they say some really challenging stuff and it's i i had to really be on my toes i found it absolutely knackering so yeah hats off to teachers because i i always used to think you know our teaching's all right six weeks off in the summer two weeks off at christmas two weeks off at easter oh it's all right for some minute you know, oh, yeah. I, thought, uh, I thought they were living the dream, you know. Oh, here you go, kid. It's just crowd control, right? Yeah. Here you go, kids. Do this exercise. Off you go. But like, you know, I'd give them like a little exercise to do. And like, they're properly looking at me like they don't understand. And I'm like, it's really stretching my ability to explain, explain stuff. So yeah, it was, um, it was a really eye opening thing. Anyway, I digress, mate. So you enjoyed the training part of it. You've enjoyed getting out. So you've done, yeah. you've, you're like on with courses now, aren't you? How's that experience been getting out and doing courses and yes, yeah, drivers? That that first one, um, I don't think I slept the night before. I was like, this question or what if this question, and you know, and actually, as soon as it, it was delivered on Zoom, so sort of again, I was a little bit like, oh, how do I keep them engaged? And but actually, as soon as we went, there was, I think, the oldest driver in the room was around seventy nine on the course um wow and there was a great degree of experience and we enjoyed it the, for, for the drivers at the end of it to come away with a different mindset to drive a cpc 
because not a lot of them like doing it. Um, and also to come away and say, we've learned something today. That that feeling, I was like, yeah, okay, I can do, I can do this. If for me, if somebody's learning something from me, I've done, I've, I've achieved something. I've, if I've changed somebody's mindset or outlook on something for the better, I've achieved something. And ultimately, that that's what it's all about is achieving, um, achieving stuff like that, really. So yeah, yeah no, loved it. And and how do you feel? How do you feel that a lot of you know? How does that make you feel when you know that a lot of drivers have got quite a negative outlook of driver CPC? What does you know? How do how, how do you sort of factor that in? I, th- I think that comes from predominantly driver CPC has been oh, sitting in a classroom and listening to somebody ramble on, and the courses, especially certainly the consortium courses that we deliver, they're they're so driver engaged. It's it's incredible. Be it a little bit of blockbusters in the middle or oh, who wants to be a millionaire. So and and videos as well. It's it's not about them sitting there and reading from a PowerPoint for seven hours and and can't wait to go. It's all about driver engagement and getting them getting them involved and and them feeling like they're doing something as well. Like you said, it's not just it's not just crowd control and speaking to a room. It's it's a it's a learning path together for that seven hours. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um obviously uh we've we've had a bit of a revamp of all of the flagship partners, driver CPC courses. How how do you find them? What do you think to what do you think to the materials? Really, really good material. I've I've learned stuff from delivering courses or looking for the material. I've learned stuff as well, which okay. even I, you know, if if I can come away from it at the end of the seven hours and think, oh, I've learned something new as well today. It's mm-hmm. down to, it's the quality of the courses as well. And, and that's what's important because anybody can stand there for seven hours and, and talk about driver's hours, but it's it's how that's done and, and how yeah. the courses are delivered. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um I think one of the things when I speak to driver CPC trainers, they do feel that, oh, what if I get asked a question I don't know the answer to? That gives a bit of anxiety or what if I get, I guess, so we'll start with that. And then the other one is what if we get an awkward driver? How do you, how do you sort of prepare for that, John? So I think I'd, I'd sort of told myself, if I got asked a question that I didn't know the answer to, I'd, I'd sort of I'd answer it to the best of my sort of ability, but then also prepare them that I'll have a look at this I'll do some I'll do some research with the tools that I've got during the break so they're not you're not just stood there and then you can soon lose a bit of confidence you think oh, the drivers know that I don't know the answer to this and they're gonna get they're gonna stick to it you know, like like drivers do sometimes the next year they can you can sort of it's a bit like the lion's den so you sort of come come round the answer come past it and then to then go back after the break for instance and say oh Here's the answer to this question. I think that's appreciated more because they know that you've took the time to to find the answer to their question and that their question was important to you as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's really important, isn't it? I think um, I've been there when CPC trainers and, and trainers in other areas as well they try and BS the answer because they don't know the right answer, and it's yeah. just not the right way to go. I think um, I think people respect you a lot more if you can just go. Do you know what? I know where to find that out, but at the minute, I don't, I don't, I'm not confident enough to, you know, categorically answer that. So, yeah, I'll go away and find out. And then when you do, you've just delivered on what you said you're going to do, which I think just adds, yeah. builds trust that, in it. 
that that's it because the worst thing you can do is bs an answer and somebody actually be sitting in the room that knows that answer mm. and then you sort of you soon lose face a little bit in front of them so yeah, yeah. It's a building trust as well isn't it yeah it's one of um Jordan Peterson, 12 Rules for Life. Great book. I really enjoyed it. Apart from there's a lot of religious references in it, which were a little bit strange, some of the some of the referencing that he did. But um, one of the rules is always assume, always assume the audience know more than you do about the subject. Yeah. Um, so that's never, um, you know, it, you're never going to get caught out like that. Always, yeah, Thank always you. assume whoever you're speaking to knows more about it than you do. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's um it's good, mate. It's good. Driver CPCs. It's really rewarding when you get a good bunch of drivers and they get engaged with training. It's it's such a rewarding experience, you know. And I think um, you know, there's lots of people out there who um, are just sort of getting by doing driver CPC and just sort of ticking the boxes. But actually, uh, it's good to be part of sort of pushing things along and pushing the industry forward, isn't it? So, yeah. That's- how- Sorry. I did a, I did a poll on LinkedIn as well um, a couple of weeks back about what was important for driver CPC, and okay. forty nine out, out of the four options, forty nine percent of it said driver engagement. Mm-hmm. So forty nine percent of people that had looked at that poll and answered it actually said driver engagement was one of the most important factors when when booking or or choosing driver CPC. So I definitely think we're on the the right path with the course oh, nice, so with driver engagement being so important what's based on based on what you've done so far what's your top tip then mate what's your top tip for people listening to get drivers engaged questions don't don't just speak to them don't, don't just sort of speak at them engage in conversation with them ask them for for their thoughts or before before you go into a module ask them what they know on that module and then at the end of that module ask them or throughout to ask them if they are now seeing stuff in a different light than what they were previously. And it, it sort of accept a little bit of humility as well with it. If you've done something wrong, you, you're not there to say that, oh yeah, I'm perfect and I've, I've never done this or I've never been angry whilst driving. Hold your hand up and say, I'm one of you guys as well. You know, I've been annoyed at something while driving along and show that, that human side and that empathetic side as well. And yeah, those are really and then actually get engaged and in in villa like sort of engage into that conversation and it developed into a conversation where they're, they're not sitting there just looking at the clock and thinking, oh, I can't wait for this to finish. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think um that, that's that's a really good point, mate. So moving on from CPC, then you've got uh you've now gone and got your ISO 9001 auditors qualification as well. So you're all signed up for or ready to go off and start doing some auditing and um so operator compliance audits and then also uh earned recognition as well if um if you're sort yeah. of looking to do that. So tell me a bit about sort of what you you know, what sort of work are you hoping for, what you're hoping to do with that and why why does it interest you? I think from that it's it's to be able to go into a different into somebody else's business, especially with a compliance audit, which for me I believe should be everybody should have them sort of on the list at, at least annually at, at the start of very least to to see where where somebody can improve and and help help improve somebody's business and a fresh set of eyes sometimes can help, especially when that fresh set of eyes has got nothing to do with that business and no actual ties and there's no emotional involvement as such with that business. So mm-hmm. I suppose looking at that and then the earned recognition auditing as well, 
I feel like that that for me is something that I want to be down that that line of doing. Um, and sort of looking forward to delivering some some audits and facilitating some audits as well. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think it's. Uh, I, I actually really enjoy auditing. I, I really enjoy auditing operators because when you get to get out and chat to them, you also get to like you always get to learn stuff because everyone has different ways of doing things, right? So yeah. you get to go and see you get to go and see how they do things, and you pick up some lovely ideas as you go around. Um, you know, even down to they might do one thing a certain way, and you think, well, it doesn't really work for that. But if you did that to this, that'd be awesome. So you kind of you kind of get to learn best practice as well, which is beautiful. Um, but also you get to make real impact with people because they'll often until they get an audit, there'll be things that they don't think about to do, or they don't realise it could be an issue because it hasn't cropped up for them or yeah. that kind of thing. So it it also aids that sort of development of people's understanding and that kind of thing. So. Yes, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's a pretty good thing, mate. Tell me, tell me then. So, what sort of obviously, you know, this is the John Bagley spotlight on the Fleet Geeks podcast. What sort of like? Tell me a bit more about Compass Transport Solutions and sort of what what the future looks like for that. So, doing um, I think I think the future for Compass, I'd like to I'd like to do. I'm looking into doing my level three AET to be able to sort of deliver transport manager CPC as well. Um, and look at passing on some of the knowledge that, that I've gotten. It'd be great if I could, yes, I enjoy driving CPC, but there's no, there's sort of like at the end of that day, I'm not guiding somebody towards an exam. So I think there'd be an awful lot of satisfaction in teaching somebody to pass a transport manager exam per se. Um, and then my, my dangerous good safety advisor as well. I sort of want, what I want to do is professionally tick every single box in the haulage industry and have an, an understanding of everything and a, a great knowledge of everything as well that I can then pass on to people within the industry. So ideally within the next four to five months, I'll tick both of them boxes off as well. Yeah, okay, fantastic, mate. So more more courses, more professional development, bit of DGSA. Yeah. So that's one thing, that's one thing I've not done. I've not done my DGSA to be fair. So um it's uh you know good good luck with that mate and um yeah, i'm sure i'm sure that'll be fine tell me about um tell me about what sort of customers you're looking to develop and work with and you know what sort of geography you're going to be covering and that kind of thing john so any, anybody really from a, a single vehicle operator right up to a multi-vehicle operation that sort of needs that support i'd like to be able to to go into companies larger companies and maybe do an audit or or doing a driver CPC. And I mean, whilst I'm in sort of Halifax, that West Yorkshire area, I there's no reason why I couldn't sort of wide have a wide coverage really of, of the North Order going down towards the Midlands, etc. Yep. So I think I think for me ideally it's it's not as many customers as possible because you sort of go down the wrong path then you you're chasing all these all these customers with that and actually you want to be focusing on delivering quality to the ones that you've got so yeah. i think it's getting some some good customers and and also helping some people that are in some sort of sticky situations or challenges and helping yeah. them work for them as well cool so you're going to be offering that consultancy as well to be able to help support operators get compliant and that kind of thing as well yeah. fantastic Absolutely. mate so if people are in halifax leeds west yorkshire 
Where else yeah. am I thinking? What, 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 uh, where's near there? Midlands, where are we looking there? Midlands, Northwest, Manchester Way. Anywhere really. I mean, I've got a, a good reach, obviously. I can, I've got a different I've got different miles of travel as well, so I might, I might surprise them and rock up yeah, on two wheels one day. Might, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, he might he might rock up in a truck, but he might also <laughs> rock up in a crotch rocket. You're never yeah. gonna know. <laughs> leathered up you could be you shouldn't be compact compass transport solutions you should be like leathered up yeah like le- leathered up um like yeah i don't know what do they call what do they call people in like the harley davidson crew what's that look at me showing my lack of knowledge what are they call yeah, um like, hell's like, angels like, you should have been angels. hell's angels yeah. you should have been hell's angels yeah. transport solutions transport love it solutions, yeah i'll 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 look at that <laughs> no mate, I like compass because it's about getting the right direction, isn't it? Making sure people are. Uh, that was you know, that, that was sort of the, the basis on the name was sort of leading people on that path to to transport and complaints really, and yeah, no, that on, was sort mate. of the basis cool. of the name. Awesome, mate. So, driver CPC training, auditing, and in the future DGSA and yeah. um, and transport manager training. What apart from sort of adding that stuff and starting to build your customer base? What does the future hold for John Bagley and Compass Transport Solutions? What's the what's the future, mate? What's the vision? So I think I think the vision is being able to to make, make this work full time. Ultimately, that that's the vision is where my sort of my, my sole focus is is running this and and helping other people and potentially down the line bringing on some more sort of people to help me with the business. Um, some more transport professionals. That that's the goal is to to ultimately build a build a brand and and a customer base really. And, and if it can help somebody else in the meantime and give give other people an opportunity to maybe take that leap of faith as well. Then just just like you've given given me really with you know sort of the the ability and the confidence to take that leap. And fantastic. Oh, awesome, mate! Mate, you're gonna smash it. It's nothing, it, nothing I've done at all, mate. You've done it all yourself. You've um, you've done really well, mate. You've just sort of grasped the opportunities and just gone with them. And I think it will work really well for you, mate. I think um, you know if people are listening, if they're interested in driver CPC auditing and they're in that geography, then to get in touch with you. And also, if they deliver that stuff themselves and they're looking for an associate trainer or an associate auditor, you know, to help support them yes. as they expand their businesses, you're welcome. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you'd be happy to do a bit of. Um, yeah, subcontractor yeah. work as well, John. Right? That's how yes, it works. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's it. We all awesome. In, in the awesome, industry, we all have to help each other out, don't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good, mate. Cool. Um, is there anything I've missed, mate? Is there anything you want the listeners of the Fleet Geeks podcast to to know, or um, is there anything else you want to cover, mate? That we've that we've missed. No, I've asked. I think I think we picked up on it all. The only thing that I'll say is obviously, if you're thinking about doing it, you know especially with the CPC consortium or the, the peer-to-peer group as well, you know, if you think about doing it, there's an awful lot of value in, in, do, in doing both as well. And and the support from, from obviously you guys at Flagship is second to none as well. So, uh, Mate, I appreciate that. that. That was really heartfelt, mate. So thank you very much. I, um, Mate, it's been awesome having you on the podcast. It's been awesome having you come in and support us. And, um, you know, if you come along to a flagship driver CPC training, John's been doing some um, some work for us as well, you know, doing driver CPC training because that's all part of it is now that he's invested in himself and done that training, but then you, you'll see him help support us as well. So, um, yeah, you know, 
come along, get some training, come to the peer-to-peer group. It's free to try it, right? If you're listening, if you're listening to the podcast and if you haven't tried the networking, first of all, come try the networking because it's free. And it's either generally me or John hosting it. And uh, that's a great opportunity to build your community and to meet new people and to build your network, build your network and, and support structure around you as a fleet and transport professional and, and build your understanding. So that's a great starting point. And then the second is the peer-to-peer group, which is, again, free for the first session. And then obviously it's a paid for service after. But as you've heard from John, it's great value for money. Um, it, it, you know, it, it offers a, a great level of support and there's great learning and personal development and professional development opportunities that come off the back of that. And yeah, like I say, if you're interested in doing your own driver CPC training, then um, there's a suite of courses ready to go. It's not it's not a huge investment um, to get involved. It's, um, you know, it's very reasonable. We've, I've looked at the competition and I've, certainly priced it so that it's really, really competitive because um, we want to get the best people. We want to get the best people like John training and delivering the flagship that, you know, the flagship way with drivers. So um, John, mate, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you very much for coming along, mate. Thank you. Thank you for having me as well. It's been a a good 40 minutes and hopefully it'll be not the last one either. Yeah, absolutely, mate. So people people will, uh, you know, you're going to be getting to hear a lot more from John on the podcast and certainly on the peer-to-peer group and the networking as well. John, if people want to get in touch with you, mate, what's the best way to get in touch with John Bagley or to book Compass Transport Solutions for an audit or some training? So we've got a page on Facebook and an email address, which is just john at compasstransportsolutions.com. Um, oh, yeah, you, you can sort of search. We're quite active on LinkedIn with it as well. Awesome, mate. Mate, keep up the good work and um, congratulations, mate. You've done a fantastic job. And uh, listeners, thank you for listening. Um, Thank you for sticking by us. And um, sorry, John, I interrupted you. What did you say, mate? Sorry. No, just just a thank you as well, yeah. Thank you for having me as well. Mate, you're absolutely welcome, mate. And uh, yeah, thank you, listeners, for for joining us. Thanks for listening in. And we'll have, um, we're going to get to meet some of the other consortium members in the near future as well as they get up and running we'll be getting them onto the podcast as well and you can hear from them and hear what areas of the country are being covered as we start to start to grow that nationally and um yeah you know fleet geeks community is there for you remember the networking remember the peer-to-peer group make sure you subscribe to the podcast and uh, if you've got any questions uh hello at flagshippartners.co.uk send some feedback, send any questions in. If there's something that you want to listen about, if you want, if there's somebody you want us to interview, um, give us a shout and we'll get them on the podcast and, uh, and and get that in your ears for you to listen to and learn from. Anyway, John, really appreciate it. Oh, and one more thing, sorry, 21st of September is the Transport Managers Briefing at Flagship Partners in Peterborough. Uh, it's on the evening of the 21st of September. Please make sure you sign up. Um, if you yeah, and if you want to get if you want to get on there, uh, drop an, e- uh, an email again to hello at flagshippartners.co.uk. This podcast should be out just in time. If you're listening to this and it's just been released, you should have enough time to be able to get on that quarter three transport manager briefing. We've got some fantastic speakers. Um, John, it's been a pleasure. And um, yeah, I'll see you again soon, mate. Take care. Thank you very much. Thank and thanks to the listeners. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share with your friends and colleagues too. Join us for free on Facebook with the Fleet Geeks community for transport and fleet managers. Fleet Geeks offers ongoing professional development, networking and mentoring too. So get in touch with me, Pete Rushmer, on any social media platform to find out more.